And here he is. Uh, I want to say rock star. Cause like, I'm, but not like, like rock stars in like, you know, heavy, hardcore death metal uh, as the genre of music. Um, sure. but certainly as, uh, someone that I think is just incredibly well respected. Thank you. Um, Thank you. and you've, you've built an incredible brand. Thank you very much. Uh, I, what actually, is it? I'm actually <laughs> loving to be called a rock star. <laughs> feel, feel nice and young like that. So yes, bring it on. I'm a rock star. Yeah, no, you totally are. <laughs> Whatever, Joe, don't act like you're old coming in here with your Adidas tracksuit and situation <laughs> and looks like it's, uh, off the latest column of the Adidas online store. No, like you're swagging it up. I'm looking at the watch a It's a whole right? situation No, you yeah. really, really are Thank you, thank you um, What do you think it is uh, Is the best way to go about Introducing Joe Nina uh, If you had to speak about yourself In third person uh, Well, I can only speak about myself In the real world since I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I my real name is Makosini Klaba uh, is the surname uh, I I I was born in a family of musicians. My father had his own band. My mother was a backing vocalist in the band. And uh, I started music, or they started traveling with me at the age of four. And I started music at the age of eight, nine, ten. By the age of 12, I was already playing the drums professionally and learning the piano at the same time. By the age of 13, 14, I was already programming and playing the piano. At the age of 14, at the same time, I released my first uh, release, um, an album, which was an LP at the time. And um, yeah, ever since then, I'm still in this industry, 27 years later. I mean, when you're like eight years old (laughs) and doing it, you actually don't know anything else. So I can't even say to you, like, when did did you figure out music was the thing? Because... For you, it's uh, it's been your life for the longest time. Absolutely, I was born, like I said, I was born in the musical family. Yeah. Uh, when I was still at school, I I seriously was hoping to be a doctor. Hmm. You know, I hence I I I, I believe I was doing my best when, when it comes to mathematics and physics. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, by releasing that LP at the age of fourteen, that distracted me. Mm. And it actually made me realize that this is all I want to do. I want to just do nothing but music, which is what I'm doing to date. Now, there are a bajillion kids that are eight years old that uh, are super into music. And then they go on and they become other things. Yeah. Um, what was different about your journey um, as a kid with music that enabled you to turn it into what your nine to five, in inverted commas, would essentially be? Because we're living in a day and age uh, where everybody wants to be a musician. There's Everyone, no they wake shortage. Up, they go, you yeah. got to do this for me. You got to do it. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's it's the most popular profession that Absolutely. you are in. So yeah. what is it that uh, yeah. that you did that turned it from sort of a thing you do into a profession? Um, uh, I think it's the way I was introduced into the industry itself. Uh, my father had friends because they were recording at the time. Their yeah. group was called The Shaming. So the friends were taking me through different recording studios for a record deal. Uh, I remember there was a, I don't know if they still exist, a company called Eric Frisch, mm-hmm. uh, um, Peter Sneeman, <laughs> all those guys at the time, they, they somehow knew my father, so I got a deal like that. And uh, I think what kept me going and actually making a career out of it was the fact that I'm doing sound engineering as well hmm. and, and programming for, for different people, sometimes for different uh, companies, uh, different kinds of vibes like jingles and all of that. Um, until uh, I got to do uh, music scoring for some uh, 
dramas here in the country till they picked it up in the UK, which is uh, Les Blair, who actually asked me to do a scoring of a movie called Jump the Gun, uh, which I was supposed to just do the music originally. But she then later liked my character and he said, I must act. Now, now that's one thing that I know for sure I cannot do. <laughs> I will never wake up any day at any morning and say I'm an actor. I yeah, tried. Yeah. You should see me on the movie. I look like I'm running away from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because when you Google you, the first thing that comes up on the right is Jonin and then it describes you as a film actor, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting when I was, yeah. uh, when I saw it. Yeah. Which is, you know, the actually interesting part of it is that every singer now, every artist becomes an actor yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not interested in. Yeah. No, no, I'm interested in perfecting my craft, working yeah. hard on my craft and eventually making loads and loads of money out of my craft, which means I'm going to be able to help the others that mm. are actually into it for the love of it because a lot of them are into it just for the fame and yeah. for the bling blings and just to get known and get uh, a lot followers on, on what social media yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. yeah it definitely has changed I mean it's refreshing to even sit with someone who's in the musical space that speaks about it as a craft sure. because uh, a lot of people don't they speak about it as an aspect of lifestyle Absolutely. Um, what kind of artist are you in a studio environment versus in a live environment I mean what's it like to be and I haven't to be in the studio with Joe are you like specific about the lighting are you specific <laughs> about like people having you know their phone like whatever it is what is what is the experience of working with you like are you meticulous on the beat do you take over from the sound guy is it difficult to work with you but in a good way <laughs> um i i've worked with a lot of people i think most of them they will confirm that i'm a very easygoing person really okay more than anything i think it's because of my personality i'm a very humble human being i'm, yeah. I'm very cool like that i think things easy um Screaming takes a lot of energy And when you do something that upsets me It will kill the mood And before you know it It will be Let's cancel this session yeah. <laughs> And that's money going down the drain like that I, I I What I need in the studio is commitment I need a, a, if, if I'm going to have a sound engineer We're going to do this together Until it sounds the way We both can hear that it is What I'm hearing as well uh, Not someone that is going to say at 5 o'clock I got to go <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, I gotta get home. <laughs> but we have booked you for a session here. You know, should have told us that you're not gonna do it for the open end, for instance. Um, but also, 90% of the time, I do my own production. Yeah. I go into the studio on my own. I produce one song for three, four, five, six, seven days. Put it on your CD. Go listen to different uh, uh, speakers and like li different uh, kind of ways of uh, with mm. different people. Yeah. Uh, but every time I listen to a song with you, I'm actually looking at you and I can see a reaction at some point, and I know okay that I must actually make it a little bit higher because that is what is going to grab. Mm. But I I think spending most of the time alone is. The reason why they, 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 they calling me the night rider because then I hardly sleep, then my body gets <laughs> used to it. And, uh, but in a nutshell, to answer your question, I think it's very simple to work with me. It's just yeah. that you gotta be committed and, and you gotta love what we do because I believe that that's how you're gonna sustain it. Because if you're just doing it for the fun of it and for the fame of it, you're gonna be there for a year or two and you're gone. Yeah. And if that's what you want, okay with you. But for me, I want it for lifetime because I want to be a good example for those who are up and coming. It's awesome. Now, yeah. obviously, there's a new album. We're going to speak about it in a second. But take sure. me through the studio process. We're going to yeah. play the song now, Ngito Lile. Ngito Lile, yes. Uh, and tell me about uh, this music, this uh, experience. Was this like, how many days was this? What was it like? What was the studio vibe like? Um, look, I, it, 
I haven't been releasing for some time. Yeah. I've been producing, I've been learning different things. Like I actually have my first hip hop song that I produced Don't. about two weeks ago. I haven't released it yet, but uh like I'm learning this beat boom 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 I'm like, ah, I can do this easy. I can change ten of these in within a week. <laughs> like easy like that. But I've learned. I've got one song with uh, uh, this young mo- young boy. For now, we're calling him Easter, but we're still working for 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 the actual name for cool. the artist. And he's featuring me on the vocals because I sing. Yeah. I rapped in my days. Now I cannot see myself <laughs> rapping. But uh, I I think more than anything, this was a journey for me. I worked with a whole lot of artists and, and most of them to date are late, you know, um, for those who are left and still alive, they're old and, mm. and some of them are sick and some of them as sick as they are, they, 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 they're not well taken care of because, uh, it was that situation where you old now, the record companies have like, they cannot take care of you because you've done your last album for what, 15, 16 years or 18 years, 30 years ago. So you're not doing anything for the company actually. So, uh, doing this album was that journey, you know, uh, one of the people on the song that is opening the actual first track. It's a song with, uh, the late Ray Peary, if you remember him, Ray Peary from yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was my partner. He's actually the one who called me Killer Joe when it comes to production. And, uh, the late Nana Coyote also from Stimela. Uh, the legendary today who's still alive, but that one is doing very well. His name is Steve Kekana. He's even an attorney now, you know, like, uh, uh, my name is Advocate Kekana on his, <laughs> on his voicemail. Like, what? What do you say, Prasti? I'm Advocate Kekana. I'm like, uh, well, now I must address you as Advocate Kekana. He's changed it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his voicemail there. But, uh, I've, I've got a duet with him. Um, and uh, at the same time, I am off development. So I've introduced uh, young, fresh talent, you know, like a lady called uh, Nkosazana, beautiful, angelic voice, Khaukhelo, uh, all the way from Putadi Chaba, or you name it. It's very, very far. I always ask her the name just doesn't sit with me because <laughs> it's very far. I actually haven't been to a place, which is very bad. Anyway, <clears throat> what happened here is I mixed the young and the old, and the reason I called it time to time, it's the journey that I went through in my life with all the other artists mm. at the time when I produced Brenda Fassi, mm. uh, at the time when I worked with Prahuma Sikela and, and Maryam Makeba, including Mama Sbongile Kumalo, at the time when I was working with Pra Victor Antoni, at the time when I was working with Pra Winston Mankunku. So it was all that in my mind, you know, what can I do my, with my music? Because I pioneered Guaito, just so you know. Um, from the times of bubblegum music, I then came, it came into the mid tempos, the times of, uh, do it, do, do it, do it, do it, do it. If you remember those vibes. Yeah, yeah. So that vibe was coming in heavy from overseas. And what I did was take the mid tempo grooves mm. and mix it with the ghetto lingo, but with my original beat. And I did the first song called Boss of the Road and it was a smash. It was playing on all the taxis you can think of at the time. It was around 1990-91. And then 1992-93, it was gonna, it was my third album that I did and I did a song called Ding Dong. Huge. We're gonna play it in a sec. Yes. And it was a smash. Before I know it, there was a whole lot of artists doing music the same and then it was called Quieto. Originally, I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I did. No wonder you think this hip hop thing is like you can pick it up in three seconds. (laughs) I didn't know what I did there. And, uh, 
And and the reason why I couldn't stay in there is because then uh, every artist started chopping the other, and the music started sounding monotonous. And I yeah. I don't like monotony; it, it is boring for me. It's boring for my ears. It kills my creative, mm. um, uh, my creative juice. That is, and 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 I moved and I started uh, a, a, another version from Jabu Kanyele the late. I, I I created a different groove completely, taking Bakanga, which is our old music. Mixing it with some little bit modern feels and sang serious, serious like yes, a person, which is almost like Black Mambazo. And I did a track called Balao Deli. It was a smash. Galo was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and then a few months, uh, not actually, because it went a few hours and a year later, yo, there was a lot of people doing that. And guess it was called Afro Pop. Like, oh, is that, that's what we did. That's what I did. So I pioneered that too. Hmm. But I haven't been speaking about it for a long time because I didn't feel a need. But now I see everyone trying to say, I'm a king of this. I'm a queen of that. I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody hold up. Break it down for me. Then how did you come about? How did you do it? If you can tell me that, then you definitely did it because all they know is just to take a beat from there and a beat from there and a baseline from there and words and that's it. I'm saying create it properly from the scratch for me. They couldn't do it. So, I'm talking about it because I want people to know, mostly because our history is so distorted, not only in in, in the music industry, but in life in general, Mm. you know, and I'm trying to straighten that up if possible while I'm still here as much as I celebrate our heroes while they are still alive. I hate it when people celebrate you when you're only late and gone. But this album talks about all of that. In the sound of it, the, 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 the title of the songs, like Ngil Tolile, talks about finding love, you know. I love love, you know. I love love. <laughs> like, you won't believe. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I found love for real uh, in a long time. Uh, I was once married years ago and I got uh-huh. divorced and I thought to myself, never again. But rela- re- lately, I really found love. And uh, I'm not sure if I'll get married again, Kayla, but I found love. <laughs> but yes. I mean, this would be a great moment to propose. All right. Uh, in Gilcolina, we're going to play it in a sec. More with uh, Jonina. We're speaking about to the uh, new album. is called Time to Time. Um, and so, I mean, what a beautiful title. The way that you've articulated the backstory there is incredible. Thank you. Uh, more with uh, Mr. Nina, other side of this. Luke Hellman on cliffcentral.com. So, Joe, an incredible, uh, album. It's called Time to Time. And you gave such a beautiful backstory in terms of how you arrived at the title. Um, what is it for you that is uh, interesting about being a musician in 2018 versus 10 years ago, 15 years ago, just the business of music. What's yes. interesting about it now? Uh, a lot has changed. Oh, just to add on, on, on what I was saying uh, about the album itself, yeah. it took me two years all in all to put that together, huh. those 14 tracks. Um, at the same time, I was learning as the music was changing. I mean, if you recall, we, we I'm from the LP to the cassette, <clears throat> from the cassette to the CD. Now it's from the CD to the downloads, you know, uh, streaming and, and all of that. Uh for me, it was like, yo, how will I get there? So I had to learn and how to do it, what, what, what is iTunes and all of that. And what impact will it have on the industry itself? Mm. You know, especially when it comes to downloading for free. I wonder how do you make money when you're mm. being downloaded for free at all times, when you're supposed to be making money out of your royalties from the sales. Um, but what, what, what I decided to do was that, 
because it it has changed so much and it's time that it must change you know like like I, like i said there was kwaito there was uh, afro pop and then there was house and now there's hip hop and it's going to come very soon you know yeah. um it's time and and it's, it's okay to let time take its course you know uh so i had to just learn that part of business that okay now if i release my album i'm going to need it to go out as a cd which is physical because i still have people my age who love buying cd's and playing cd's and actually keeping them in at the home you know in, at their homes and show their friends i have a copy and then i had to do also the digital side of things to have it on your itunes your google play your spotify you name it and 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 make sure that i can now go through with the the, the young uh, artists i mean fans rather because i want the young kids to also follow my music because i believe there's so much to learn out of it mm. uh the reason why there's one ahead and there's one behind is because the one behind must learn from the one ahead that's mm. how i believe in things and it must be done that way hmm. that's and beautiful yeah thank you thank you but what 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 i i it was difficult, man. Especially when I had to have a, a Facebook account. That was the, the, that was a killer <laughs> moment of my life, you know. <clears throat> and then she, the, she, they would ask me. You know, she would ask me, "Have you greeted your friends? Uh, like which friends on Facebook? <laughs> like face? Why? 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 Like you must communicate almost on daily basis." I'm like, now when do I get to work? <laughs> but no, you just take five minutes while you're in the student post. Uh, like, okay, all right, I'll do it. And then later on, I had to have an Instagram. And now, what must I do? Now, I want to go into Instagram now to see what it is that you've been posting. And yeah, please check it out. You see, I try to make it as fun as possible, but it's very difficult. And then, okay, the only one that I'm still struggling with a little is is is, is, is the Twitter, but which which is they say it's it's the huge one. Eh? Is that that's a big one? It's, well, I mean, Twitter's uh, Twitter's like it's also. I think it's difficult for people to figure out what to say on Twitter if they're not yes. like massively political or they don't have huge opinions uh-huh. on stuff. Instagram is actually the fastest growing social platform in the SA and actually in the world. Um, okay. But uh, I'm looking at your Instagram now. It's really really dope. Yeah, you see, they said I'm a rock star. Now I'm dope. I yeah. see now have a swag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. it's cool. There's lots of different cool things uh, on here. Cool, cool. Have you, t- are you taking lots of selfies? <laughs> no. I tried. I think I did too. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at trying to find. I don't know if you're going to take it to that extent that you're going to be posting a, a, a selfie. selfie. A day. But look, this is good. You've got your b- breakfast in the morning. There's lots of different things on your Instagram. It's cool. cool. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. I also, I also posted, uh, uh, if I, if I, if I can recall, I hope I did. I wanted to post a, a, a calabash of umkombo tea, you know, our African beer. I'm sure there might be one. Or oh, in a glass yeah. or something like that. But yeah. if I didn't, I'm going to do it soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, while doing this, I also had to learn and adjust to that and and make sure that uh, I, I, I understand what is going on now. But guess what? What My wish is still the same, though, like then, is uh, whatever that is happening with the change, let it not take the actual wealth of the music itself. You know, let's not, let's not lose the reason why we had a thing called music in the first place. Yeah. Let's not commercialize it so much that it sounds like a paper now, you know, because now it's going to lose its meaning. It's going to lose its value. And before you know it, all of us who are doing music are going to suffer because now we've taken it for granted. Everyone wakes up in the morning, they've got a laptop, they do a beat and they've got it and they're making music out of it.
it, that's okay. If you like it and it's a commercial enough song and it sells, okay. But please make sure you learn an instrument or something so that you know where, where you're gonna go in case it changes, cause time changes, like I said earlier mm-hmm. on. In case the genre of music changes and it goes back to R&B and serious stuff and jazz, you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you answered that uh, incredibly well because a lot of people are like, what does music look like in 2018? And it seems like you're pretty adept to changing it up um, and growing and, and moving with it, which is really cool. Sure. Um, we got to begin to kind of land this. And it's been so insightful speaking to you. So I want to spend just a little bit more time speaking about um, the album sure. uh, and then just a little bit more time sort of trying to get more wisdom and insight from you because 99% of the population want to be musicians. So we okay. need to dish some hard truths here. Um, so let's actually start with that before we land it and, and speak about the album one more time. Uh, your sort of message to the average young South African who just really like they think that music is the thing for them. What do you really have to interrogate within yourself yes. before deciding this is what I want to do. Uh, well, first of all, is 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 uh, if if you are a musician, you should feel it inside of you because I want to believe that you. That's how you know for sure that I am a singer or I am a piano player. You you feel it within yourself. Um, if you get lucky to get an opportunity to go into the studio and create a track for yourself. Stay as original as possible Because mm. if if you want to always take a portion of this from there Portion of this from there It's the reason why music always gets to a point of monotony And that mm. is what's killing music as mm. we speak uh, So stay as original as possible Lastly, don't forget that music is about uh, Communicating message to the people out there You know, there's situations in our lives that we are all going through Which we need to remind each other about every day but we don't necessarily have to talk about last night in a club. <laughs> not, not, not really, you yeah. know. If, if it has to be, it must be one song there or there or there. But it's, it can be a tradition. <laughs> you cannot, mm. everyone singing about last <laughs> night was rocking. I was wearing my bling bling and I got hey, I got, I took it home. Mm. Uh, come on. It was, it's okay. It's nice. It's things that you can chat about as friends mm. during the day and have fun. That's okay. But I believe let's put back the, 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 the value into it once again and, and, and sing about it. Situations we're going through, the changes in our country, the, the the racial issues that we had before, and it's getting it's, it's it's more different now. You know, slowly but surely, people are starting to live with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still differences there and there. It will take time, but all about those things must be taken to note, and it's important that we sing about it and enjoy it and celebrate it, and and and. Be proud of being South African. I mean, a lot of people don't want to be proud of being South Africans, you know. Uh, 90% of the people, they want to say I'm a South African, but they don't really want to be seen slaughtering yeah, or yeah. drinking combo tea. They don't want to be seen doing that. It's like, oh, this is, this is so low, low, low. That too. As an artist, it's very important that you know, and once in a while you do, depending on obviously on what tribe you are. Mm. But more than anything, stay original, love your craft, and know that it's got to be within you, and be as committed as possible. Such great words. Uh, and now let's land with this. Um, time to time, uh, what is the audio experience going to be when you uh, hit play on track one, whether it's on Spotify or on the CD player? Because track one's still gonna sound like track one. What is that experience and that journey you want to take people on? Um, uh, like I said, the first track is a duet between myself and the late Bradley Piri. May soul rest in peace. It's a song called Rain Down. So you can imagine when, when the title of a song says Rain Down, um, 
rain down to wash away the pain, rain down to to cleanse and make sure that everything looks better in our eyes once again, rain down so we can hear properly once again. So when you hear the song rain down from the intro itself, when you open it there, okay, the intro sounds like a bit of a movie, like a scary a bit, but but I listen to it because uh, I, I actually like music to talk for itself. Nice. I, I believe it's very very beautiful. Yeah. It's it's in, it, it's intimate and at the same time. I, I gave it my all. I mixed it myself. I mastered it myself. So please listen to it and let it talk for itself. And more than happy to go on my Facebook or Instagram and tell me what you think once you've listened to it. Fantastic. Sure. Well, we almost called that time to time. And uh, if we want to keep up with you on social media, how do we find you? What are the handles? Do you know this is the real, this is going to be the hardest question, I think. Yeah. You... <clears throat> I can tell you what your Instagram is. <laughs> it's Nina underscore time and then the number two time. And then uh, on Facebook, I would imagine you just search Joe, Joe Nina. Yes, yeah, and then Facebook, you should be able Joe to find Nina. it. That's it, yes. But um, there's probably lots of fake accounts for you as well. Let's have a look here. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, okay, cool. No, There's yeah. actually two or three because one is, is, is full. The one is full and the other one is the one that is moving on. Awesome. <laughs> inviting new people. But uh, yeah, if you find uh, Joe Nina and you just like the page, which I've just done over there, then you can keep up. So thank you so much for stopping no, by. Thank you for having me. This was different and cool. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that I'm called a rock star. And guess what? I'm dope like yeah, that. Yeah, you're dope and you're a rock star and you're all the things. <laughs> and producer Palessa throughout this interview, by the way, has just been sitting there thinking like, what a legend. Oh, thank you. Uh, but he, I mean, a rock star, right? Producer <laughs> Palessa? You know, I, have, I have a fond memory of, of his songs where... Uh, on Christmas holidays with my cousins, they used to play those songs and had to dance for like 10 cents and 5 cents at that time. <laughs> so I think each of his songs has memories for some of us. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank so you he's good. a legend, truly. So, so dope. Mr. Nina, thank you so Once much again, for your time. Once again, I'm humbled and, and keep on listening and, and let's communicate on social media, man. <laughs>